We got together and just moms and just started talking about how, how are we going to do this high school thing? And uh, we found out, you know what? It doesn't need to be intimidating, but our roles change. You know, when we're, we got the little guys, we're kind of their teacher, supervisor, kind of, you know, like it's the buck stops there. In high school, we come to be more of resource managers. And so we look for what our teens need and want and want to explore and help them find all those resources and put it together. And then they learn to own their education and we can pull in other people to do the things that we don't like. That's Vicki Tillman speaker, podcaster, mentor coach, and veteran homeschool mom. Vicki served as an advisor to her local homeschool community for 20 plus years. Now all five of her children graduated from homeschool high school and have completed various degrees at college and graduate levels. Hundreds of her local homeschool high school advisees have gone on to fruitful adulthoods with career, college, military, or ministry positions. So grab a seat by the fire as we travel to Delaware to discuss how homeschooling high school is possible and can be the best years of you and your child's journey. But before we begin, just a few reminders. For any new homeschooling families, remember to grab your free homeschool getting started packet. It includes a step-by-step process to getting started, a supply checklist, and simple weekly planner templates. And with fall approaching, we are so excited to announce the release of our free Ultimate Family Camping Outdoor Checklist. Nathan and I have been camping together since college and camping with kids for the past six years, so we know what it takes to have a successful and less stressed camping trip with a family and a dog. We've camped with infants, toddlers, all the stages. So we put together this checklist in hopes to help other families wanting to get out and camp more. Both packets are now available on our website's homepage to download, as well as on our Instagram profile. We will also link them right here in the show notes. And now, back to the campfire. Today we have Vicki from the Homeschool High School Podcast. How are you doing, Vicki? I'm doing great. It's so good to be with you guys. Yes. You too. Yeah, it was good to see you again. I was on your podcast like a week yes. or two ago about yeah. military, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. So we have you back. Very, and Yeah, useful. Very useful. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I hope so. I hope somebody gets some use out of it. We always start off with an introduction, so if you could just um, introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I'm Vicki Tillman, and like Nathan said, I'm from the Homeschool High School podcast and sevensistershomeschool.com. And I was a homeschool mom for 26 years. And uh, my baby, though, is now 26 years old. So it's um, those those days have passed in direct hands-on homeschooling. But when the when the youngest started hitting high school, uh, my my seven sisters friends that uh, we're we're sisters together in homeschooling, but not in biology. We wanted to pass on the things we'd learned to the next generation. You know, we didn't want to just say, oh, I got mine done and, you know, too bad for you guys. And so we stuck around to share encouragement and how to's. And uh, so um, that's how Seven Sisters Homeschool and then the podcast got started, just so we could keep passing on and, and that uh, the resources and the things that helped us. So, so I have five kids. They all graduated from homeschooling. 
they've all made it to the other side of college and are gainfully employed, Yay. And, you know, <laughs> like, like citizens in the world. So uh, I, uh, and, and the, the thing that's most important to me is we're all still friends. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the goals I had for high schooling them uh, was that they could grow up and, and hopefully like their mama. So, and, and, and we like each other. So that's a good, yeah. That is, that's a great goal to have that they all want to come back and hang out with their parents once they leave mm-hmm. the coop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're running this series where we're diving into home education. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to make sure that we also hit on homeschooling in high school. I just feel like it's this high school is like this whole other thing. <laughs> it's, you know, we're all like, yeah. We've got this figured out. And when we get to high school, we'll figure it out when we get there. It's always like, we'll yeah. figure that out when we get there. I, I, I don't even want to like think about high school until we're getting close because yeah. it, it, it can be just so overwhelming. And since we are just still in the early stages with our kids being elementary and a preschooler, mm-hmm. we know nothing about this, but I do feel it's very, <laughs> we both feel it's very important um, because there's listeners out there that listen to us that have mm-hmm. older kids or if there's parents like us that are already thinking like, can we do this? Like, can we do this in high school? So I searched around and the thing that just kept popping up was your podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> and when I looked into your, the seven sisters website and your platform, I was like, man, these guys are perfect because if our listeners do have high schoolers, then they now have somebody that they can go follow and get more resources from in the, in the high school area and your podcast covers like everything high school, which is amazing. So I think it's a wonderful resource for families and that's why we're so excited to have you on today. So why don't we just start the, the best way I think is where does a parent even begin if they have a child entering ninth grade? Yeah. So I, uh, first I can give a word of encouragement is you can do this. You can do this. And, you know, have, having been there, done that, I found that high school at home is the best years of homeschooling. So, you know, elementary was fun and middle school was fun and high school was amazing. So hang in there. But I know, I know it can be feeling very intimidating if you've got a middle schooler and you go like, oh my goodness, high school's coming along. So I remember back in the dinosaur days when my oldest was approaching high school, you know, he hits eighth grade and I go, oh no, we got to think about this. And I, I was so intimidated. And so in those days, this was a long time ago, there was a cultural phenomenon in, in my generation where if you wanted to, to sit around and talk about something, you know, figure stuff out together, you would, you would have a rap group. And that's like, so I was, I was president of our local homeschool organization at the time. So I put in our newsletter, let's, let's moms, if you've got high school approaching, let's have a rap group and talk about how we're going to do this. And uh, my kids saw the newsletter and they were just like, oh, mom, you know, because like, it, it had changed meaning by the time their generation came along. But we did, we got together and just moms and just started talking about how, how are we going to do this high school thing? And uh, we found out, you know what, it doesn't need to be intimidating, but our roles change. You know, when we're, we got the little guys, we're kind of their teacher, supervisor, kind of, you know, like it's the buck stops there. In high school, we come to be more of resource managers. 
And so we look for what our teens need and want and want to explore and help them find all those resources and put it together. And then they learn to own their education and we can pull in other people to do the things that we don't like. So this is really nice. (laughs) That outsourcing, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So how does uh, a family then maybe figure out what classes they need to take? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like now, again, very foreign to this, I could be wrong, but my impression was that you kind of had to be a little more intentional now with Mm -hmm. what classes you'll be taking in the Mm -hmm. next four years. Yeah, like when my kids were up until high school, I didn't do grades. We just kind of did whatever the state rules were, you know, Mm -hmm. but we weren't all hyper about it. But in high school, things kind of get serious as far as record keeping, really. And uh, so you need to have certain classes in order to graduate. And each state is a little bit different, but they will need to have a record, some evidence that these things actually happen. So by the time they're in high school, we want to to make sure that they have language arts every year, although that gets different names. So some people call it language arts or English or English language arts. So, but that's, you know, it's a four year huge credit. And then they generally need around three maths and algebra and geometry are usually some of those maths. And they'll need three or four sciences, according to what they are thinking about after high school. And those usually need at least several of them will need labs. Um, And biology and chemistry are usually in there somewhere. Usually there's health in there also. And then they need three or four histories, just according to what's going to happen and what state rules are. And that'll be American history, world history, civics, economics, uh, sometimes geography or social sciences. So that sounds like a lot, right? They need phys ed and they need (laughs) fine arts and they need anywhere between one and four world languages, according to what they're doing after high school. So, um, so I always tell parents, first thing you want to do is you you go to the state department of education website Mm -hmm. and say, what are the graduation requirements in this state? And then you can get an idea of the requirements. And I do have homeschool friends who say, I'm not paying attention to that. And, you know, like you're homeschooling. So, Uh (laughs) but we, we tended to follow the state department of education (laughs) websites. Then we, you know, you've got kind of a guideline. So, you know, what, by the time they finish their high school years, what needs to have shown up on their transcript. And, uh, and they, they do need a transcript So, and it's just fancy report card. And uh, that's like each year you just write down what they did and how many credits they got for that and what the grade was. And uh, there are a gazillion resources for, you know, making a transcript, including some sister's homeschools. Oh, really? uh, There's a website too. Oh, oh yeah, there's, there's tons. So, um, and um, does it give like the step-by-step on how to build a transcript mm -hmm. and what needs to go on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, we, we have, uh, you know, if, if, um, a family starting out high schooling, if you go to seven sisters home school, uh, we have a downloadable transcript, um, that's editable that you just plug your information in with a step-by-step guide. Awesome. And there's, there's whole series on how to homeschool high school of blog posts. Like you can get all these things for free. You know, this is, Um, We want you to to feel good about it. Um, But that's, you know, there are concrete things teens have to have in high school. 
And once you get started, you know, you sit down and you go, by the end of four years, we got to have this done and you kind of chunk it out. It's not that bad. It just feels more intimidating than in elementary school when you didn't have to do grades or a transcript. There, there are places where they can get by the teens without a transcript mm-hmm. um, and without a diploma. And I have found, it, you know, for 18 years, I was the upperclassman advisor for our local homeschool umbrella school. And I, I, we found that kids would graduate and sometimes five or six years later, uh, they're applying for a new job and they need to show their diploma or their transcript, or they're applying to grad school. And even though they graduated with their undergrad degree, they want to see their high school diploma or transcript. Like, isn't that crazy? So I say, just in the bill. Yes. Oh yeah. So many recruiters we've talked to and they go like, where's the transcript? We got it. It's right here. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So anyway, that's, it, it's, it sounds intimidating. It's just a matter of getting your head into the space of this is not that horrible. Mm-hmm. And you'll be so proud. You know, when, when kids are done, when they graduate and you look at that transcript and you look at that diploma and you go like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> you know, look what we did. <laughs> so it's really great. I'm sure because it, I mean, I think a lot of us don't necessarily keep a record like that. I mean, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I keep a rough draft, probably more unorganized record. Mm-hmm. If we're going to compare it to a transcript of our yes. educational years in the early years. Yeah. And so I'm sure it is nice to kind of see it all laid out neatly. Like finally, like, Oh wow, yeah. look at what we did. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my kids, you know, from grades one through eight or kindergarten through eight, really, we had a portfolio where we were just throwing things yes. in there. You know? Yes. Like we got to have evidence of instruction, you know, so we just, so, and so I have, cause I don't throw things away. I will do it someday, but I have, you know, like mounds of portfolios from my kids growing up. And then I have for high school, a transcript and a diploma. It just takes up this much space on the shelf. So yeah. And it, but it is very rewarding and it's, you know, it's the key for the next part of life. And so it's, it feels good to help your kid out that way. Okay, so from what I heard, as far as figuring what classes to take, you're going to want to look at what your state is requiring, Mm -hmm. as well as look at what your child thinks they'll be getting into if they're going to go to college, Mm -hmm. maybe what what route they'll be going in college Mm -hmm. or anything after that and try to plug in the classes that would help them along the way. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm assuming like with the state, does it just say maybe like this many credits in science and then you have a couple options of what types of science classes to take or yeah yeah there there will be some requirements like biology and chemistry is almost always on the state website they need to cover that but it's really cool is at, at high school level teens can develop interests and so they can lean into that so I had one kid really get into astronomy. He, he just thought that was the coolest thing. And so we did this very creative credit with him for, um, I think it might've just been half of one of his sciences, you know, so we were able to develop that interest. And that wasn't necessarily because he wanted to be an astronomer. He was just interested in it and he didn't want to do physics or something like, like just didn't, <laughs> he didn't need it. He's going to be a music teacher. So. Yes. Um, and so we, we did things to develop interests. Now my, my, um, 
daughter who went into photography. She knew from the time from eighth grade, she's going to be a photographer when she grew up. That was just her thing. Then we could develop her transcript around that. And so she did writing assignments on it. And she did lots of fine arts credits on photography and the, the study of art and the history of art and, and all that. So we could tweak credits, um, you know, to meet those needs. Uh, my son that was a, is a music teacher now, one of his history credits was the history of church music because it, it was irritating him. He was in high school and he was on the church worship team and teenagers want to ask questions. And so I said, we'll go do research. And so he did research and wrote papers and uh, logged enough hours for one of his history credits in that. So that counted as you know, that the, the flexible credits that he could have for, you know, he had to have his American, he had to have his world, he had to have civics and economics, but he had one he could do what he wanted to with. And so he did a church music history and awesome. that was really good for him at that yeah. phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's another great benefit of homeschooling. My mm-hmm. goodness. And then as far as credits, is that also typically like under the state's website, uh, as far as how many credits they have to take a year? Sort of. Okay. Sort of. Um, it'll vary state to state, but generally, again, the number of credits for graduation varies from state to state. So okay. some states it's 18 and some it's 24. Wow. They tend to be what's called Carnegie units. Go to Seven Sisters Homeschool. We got a whole blog post explaining that. It's not that bad. Really, it's not that hard to get 18 or 24. And what we found with the homeschoolers is once they find an interest, like we had lots of our kids who wanted to go military route, got into involved in civil air patrol. And, uh, and so they got all kind of classes and they would log their hours and get, you know, leadership credits and things like that, that they would end up graduating very rich in electives. And so would have, instead of, you know, 18 credits, they would have 30. And, you know, there's no rule against having more than the state requirements. And it gave them a transcript that kind of showed off their interests that, you know, what, what was going on for them. Okay. And then I'm, I think I'll group these together. And if we don't have enough time to explain it, maybe we can link some resources. Mm-hmm. But as far as determining a credit, and then for, as you mentioned before, for those of us parents that maybe never have done grades Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that some of these states may require grades when mm-hmm. they graduate, like how they determine a grade, because that would be something completely new to me if I was thinking about that. That Yes, those are, those are good questions. So I'll send you a bunch of links okay. that you can use. Um, but we've got all this stuff on Seven Sisters because this is what everybody needs to know. And, and it's free as in posts, you know. Uh, but credits are, for most states, are Carnegie units. And what that is, is, again, everything very state to state, but it's 120 to 180 hours of instruction. Mm-hmm. There's not a definition of what hours of instruction means. And so um, very often, if a team does a textbook, that will cover that, that requirement because it's about that long. Um, but a lot of our kids' credits, we don't do with textbooks because we were having fun, you know, before high school doing things without textbooks. So like my son who did the, the, the music history credit, he did research. And so he was reading books and writing papers and, you know, doing that kind of thing, watching documentaries and all. He logged hours. So he had a log sheet and he would write down what he did 
and for how long he did it until he got up to 180. And then he got that credit. So he had, you know, he kept the log sheets. So he had evidence of instruction. And then he kept his papers and all the things that he, he did. Um, and that was a backup then for what I put on the transcript. Ah, that's clever. And then graduated they're involved then in I got it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, you want teens to own their education, you know, they're learning how to be adults. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, teaching them to log their hours is uh it's part of adulting so it's good for them <laughs> yes it is and yeah. then as far as the grades is that mm. fairly self-explanatory and how you're going to determine a grade or seems pretty flexible <laughs> yes yes and and you know to be honest when you think about it when you were in high school or took college classes or you know every single teacher had a different way they graded right yeah and uh, the, the nice thing was, you know, by college level, teachers were giving you a syllabus telling you how they were going to grade it. Mm -hmm. Or they, you know, would, if you were lucky, they would give you a rubric to say how they were going to grade a project or a paper. And uh, so everybody was different what the, the protocols were. So it kind of gives us flexibility to grade in the way that accentuates what we want for our kids. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you, if you want to grade just the tests, you know, like if you're using a textbook and it has a test with it, you can grade the test and make that you can, my kids with their math courses, we hate math, except for my oldest, you know, and so we did, you know, how can we get through this thing with a reasonable grade? So I would give them credit for their homework. And I also gave them a class participation, part of their a percentage of their grade would be. So if they had a bad attitude, they got a poor class participation. <laughs> but if they had a good attitude, it, you know, gave them a little better percentage. So we could break out in percentage, you know, homework is this much and tests are this much and class participation is this much. And uh, it trained my kids that a good attitude gets you a better grade <laughs> and and made my life easier. So, so you get to choose okay. and, uh, you know, things that are, are very concrete, like writing a paper. If you have a rubric, um, to use that says, okay, you know, spelling and grammar gets, you know, X number of points, having a thesis gives you this number of points, um, having, you know, five paragraphs in a five paragraph essay gives you this number of points. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so if you break it out, then you can hand that to the team and they know what they're going to get graded on. And then, you know, you use that same rubric to grade. So grading is, it's a little more cumbersome if, especially if you didn't do grades earlier. Yeah. And, uh, for me, it was a, matter of me changing my attitude myself, you know, like yeah. I needed to adjust my attitude because I don't like grades, you know, it's part of high school. And so just to say, I cannot change this system. Thus, I will, I will find a sensible way to, to make grades. So yeah, I totally did not answer your question because there's not one right way um, to do that. No, but it helps us understand it a little better. So yeah. I knew that it was gray area there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we do have like, we do have posts at seven, really, because we, we, these are questions everybody has. Mm -hmm. And so we have a post on how to do a rubric and sample rubrics and, mm -hmm. and how to grade, you know, this thing and that thing. So, um, you know, so you've got some ideas on how to think about it and how you want to frame it for yourself. Okay. So it is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we all have 4.0 when we graduate yeah genius job yeah um and then you said with diplomas 
it may not necessarily be required for every state for graduation. However, strongly recommended because you don't know Mm -hmm. where your child will end up in the future. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. And that you can go to different places and order a diploma. Okay. We always just made ours on the computer. (laughs) Like you can do anything on a computer because there's not, it's just like with the transcripts, there's not a universal form and there's not a universal holy source of the diplomas. Like, you know, it's not, it's just a piece of paper that you put fancy writing on and say, my kid completed his requirements for graduation. And uh, so you can just go to Pinterest and say samples of diplomas for homeschoolers. It gives you like, you know, 14 different ones that you can copy. So yeah, it's almost like, why not then just do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's that easy. I, so, I got I got one from a guy wanting to come into the military one time and he, he was homeschooled obviously and he, he's like I don't know if I have one I said well we need something and he came back and it literally said high school diploma with his name in the middle and his mom's side the bottom yeah. <laughs> good enough for me <laughs> well we got we got wild and what we did is we we went to staples and we bought one of those little punchy things you know like it looks like a notary public kind of thing and uh, and we would punch the kids diplomas and then it was really irritating because then employers and and all um, wanted uploaded digitally and the little little punchy thing didn't show up anymore so you know so, oh well so there's yeah there's not one right way to do a diploma All right. Unless you have a final note that you felt like I was missing, I was going to go on to our last question. Sure. All right. So many parents feel inadequate or intimidated and the thought of homeschooling through high school is just overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. what words of encouragement do you have for them? One is you can do this. And two is there's not one right way. So you do it your way. And three is it will help if you kind of have a vision of where you want to go. And, and so I always encourage people to imagine, you know, when your kid walks across the stage or the backyard or however you want to do the graduation events, um, what do you want to see that kid ready to do? And so, you know, I, I had a couple of goals and we always encourage people to write them down because it just feels better when you write a goal down. And so one of my goals was I wanted my kids to like me. I wanted to still be friends with them. And so I didn't want to spend high school fighting. And so, you know, that helped us choose things. My kids were college bound kids. And so I, you know, we needed to have a college bound transcript. So that was a goal to have a college bound transcript. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for a kid who's going into carpentry or a, a trade, you know, they can have a different looking transcript. So to have kind of a goal of what that kid's ready for when they're, when they're, you know, what kind of people skills do you want them to have on the other side? You know, can they hold a conversation? Can they do a job interview? And uh, so to, to have those things written down and then you can backtrack and say, okay, each year, what do we want to accomplish in that direction? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. And if you can find community, you know, in the digital world, we have so many wonderful homeschool communities. So log on there and then you can ask questions all the time. Exactly. And that's, it feels so good. It feels (laughs) to know that there's other people who are experiencing the same thing. It feels intimidating when you start, but you know, by the end of the first year you go, we got this. 
we, we got this <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. No, that's great. Thank you. Anything else? I feel like we've recovered some of the main points at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. All right. So where can our listeners find you and all the wonderful resources you guys have to offer? You can go to sevensistershomeschool.com. And if you're just starting out thinking about high school and just want to kind of get a concrete overview, we have two series of posts on the website uh, that, that tell how to. So one is the How to Homeschool High School series, and it just chunks out all the different, you know, how to earn credits and how to choose what credits to work on and how to choose curriculum and all that. And then we have a, a, a series called the Authoritative Guide series. You know, this is like, we, we've been there, done that. Listen, hon, just, just try these things. And, you know, how to do a transcript and how to do some planning and, and, you know, different things like that. So it's there for free. We also have curriculum for things that um, were really interesting to our kids that our kids wanted or needed. And there wasn't that available um, that in a way that we wanted to do them. So we've got things like psychology and human development and literature, philosophy and, and things like that, that just were important to us. And so those are all there on the website. And then we'd love people to join us on the Homeschool High School podcast. And we just bring in all kinds of people who, like you guys, who have something that would be interesting to, to yeah. think about for high school. And then, you know, some of our episodes are on like how to do a transcript or, you know, the very concrete <laughs> things. So yes, please check us out and send us questions because we like that. Awesome. Great. And one last question I lied because I forgot this one, which was okay. if there's one book that you could recommend to everybody what is that one book i know we're kind of putting you on the spot and it doesn't have to be on homeschooling it can be on anything that you just found like very dear to your heart that you think would be beneficial to others it would be not a homeschool book it's the book i raised my teens with yeah it's called how to really love your teen by ross campbell when my kids were getting to be teenage years, I, like I said, one of my goals is I wanted them to be friends at the end of high school. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to spend high school years fighting. And you always hear such, you know, like these are the turbulent years, you know, that, well, there, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect kid or a perfect mm -hmm. mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I wanted some encouragement for how to like each other through the process. And uh, it's a simple, small book and just, yeah, how to really love your team. And uh, so just a lovely, lovely resource for parents. Wonderful. Well, that's yeah. perfect because yeah. parenting is just as important. It's not just about the <laughs> academics and we all know that. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Vicki, so much yeah. for joining us today. This was a wonderful, helpful conversation. And we're so excited to connect our listeners with you guys now. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. This has been a blast. And we're going to have you over on our podcast. So That's it's right. Even more fun. So. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We want to thank Vicki for joining us today. She is such an encouragement in helping build more confidence for those high school years. We also want to thank all of you for joining us around the campfire today, as well as those of you who continue to join us each and every week. If you have been enjoying our podcast, please be sure to follow us on your podcast app and write a review. We would also love for you to connect with us on social media, such as Instagram or Facebook, or send us an email. We hope you have an amazing week, and as always, let's light a fire they can't put out. Thank you.